And that's a bit of a brand new song from my guest, Dan Washburn. The song is called Long Story Longer. And we'll hear the full version of that song uh, in the sh- on the show in just a bit, so stay tuned for that. Got a couple more songs to play from Dan as well. My pleasure now to welcome him to the show, my buddy Dan Washburn. Hey there. Hey, Dave. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. It's uh, great to chat with you again, and great to uh, have you back on the show. Well, thanks for having me back. Appreciate it. And, this is awesome. And uh, I, I guess I didn't get, get you uh, too riled up last time, so you're having me back, so that's always good. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. When you're invited back, that's always a good sign, right? That's always a good sign. That's right. And when it's not an invitation back to apologize is, is an even better <laughs> sign. That's a good thing. <laughs> now, it's great having you back. And as I say, we've got a bunch of songs coming up from you here on the show, some new stuff uh, and, and some from the past. I can't wait to play that. Uh, let's talk about songwriting because we talked about it last time. And you are, I think, I think it's a publishing deal is what you have. You're doing a yeah. lot of writing and uh, tell me about that, because everybody's curious who's a songwriter. They want to know about publishing deals and how that works. Well, there's there's two basic ways to get a publishing deal, but the bottom line is um, you've got to turn out some product that's doing, you know, that's got some potential. Um, so uh, you have to craft, right? You have to craft songs. It's a it's an art, mm-hmm. and you just like anything else. Uh, it's a discipline that you can get better at. You can apply certain rules. You can read uh, Ralph Murphy's, you know, book. I mean, there's lots of things you can do to help you. But it's um, and if you're really new and you're a rookie at writing, and you still really want to get into it, then um, call guys like me or uh, you know, there's there's a, in Canada we've got a few great writers, um, mm-hmm. and and write with a a, a seasoned writer. And they'll, you know, just by doing that osmosis, you're going to, you're going to pick it up. You'll um, just improve just by hanging out with seasoned veterans, you know, at writing. And uh, but that's the thing. You you want to just write and write and write. That totally makes sense. It's the more writing you do, the better you're going to get. And as you said, you work with somebody who's been doing it a long time, who's a seasoned writer. You'll pick up the stuff that they're doing, and you'll you'll get to know songwriting better. Yeah, one of the things I do also, um, other than I like the music, I actually listen to music. So I'll listen okay. to current to radio. If um, I never I never write chasing radio. That's just not wise. I always try to write the best song possible, and I usually have ideas coming at me. I don't know three or four today. I had like two, two, three ideas. Three ideas. Two of them I tracked. Uh, I put down on my phone, my iPhone, really quick because I was traveling on the road a bit today. And uh, so when you get an idea, have a way to put it down. That's my first advice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Get it down on something without getting killed in a car. Pull over if you have to, which is what I do. And then I'll I'll, uh, dictate into my machine and then I'll have some, uh, because I'll have some, you know, obviously great idea and the best idea of all time. And I have to pull over and put it down. (laughs) 
and then <laughs> and, and make a habit of doing that, and then right. go back and review your notes at the end of the week. Figure out which ones you think are still, if it still hits you between the eyes, like, yeah, that's that's a title. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a title, you know. And uh, like, um, then then write it, and and then if you're having trouble writing it, or you're not exactly sure where to go, if you're uh, um, you know fairly new at it, then get a get a a writer, somebody else, a seasoned writer to write with. That's my recommendation, and and you'll find that like you said, you get better at it by just doing it. Uh, it's like if you want to get a, a a major cut with a major artist, you have to be writing songs, and you have to have songs appropriate for that artist. Of course, but they to get them in front of the artists, that's where the publishers come in. Exactly. And they work they, on your behalf basically to pitch those songs and uh, find yeah. the right artist for the song? Yep, they will uh, work on your behalf. They're, they're good, a good song slinger, I mean, has lots of connections. Uh, they primarily do not deal with the artist, but deal with the producer, or at least in my experience. Uh, my publisher deals with producers, um, and uh, which is absolutely the right person to have on your side on a song. Uh, case in point, George Jones, uh, he stopped loving her today. Uh, mm-hmm. That was given to, I think it was Mr. Cheryl, who was producing George, mm-hmm. and George didn't want to cut it. It was too morbid, and then, um, and then right. he finally did did cut it, and then he didn't want to put it out, and, and the producer kept saying, I think we're making a mistake, you need to put, you know. So a couple of years after the fact, from the beginning of listening to it, it ends up being the song of the year, I think it was in 76 or something like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, it went on to become it, known as the, like one of the greatest country songs of all time. Of all time, yeah. Yeah, but amazing. But there's a producer, there's a producer going, um, uh, George, uh, you might want to rethink on this. And so all along the way, so if you, so the publishers dealing with producers are where you want it to be. I think we have one direct, that one direct celebrity that looks at material directly from the publisher, but he always copies the producer on it, so. Okay. Now, when you put together a demo, Dan, um, do you, are you make, creating that demo, making it uh, to fit production-wise and vocally, a specific artist you want to pitch to? Uh, how do you approach that when you when you think in terms of pitching that song? Right. Uh, well, we we go through that. My the publisher and I will. Uh, I have the publisher involved early on, so I'll I'll come up with a song if it's a solo right, for example. I'm working on two right now that are solo rights that he's really excited about, and and that's the other thing. Writing with all of the people that I write with in Nashville and and a few in Canada. I mean, my writing continues to improve, even after all these years. I just, I'm getting better at it, and it's and that's a good mm-hmm. thing. And I mean, I think that's mm-hmm. that's the right way to go about it is just to keep improving your craft. But uh, when we go in a cut, we have an idea before who this might be intended for. He knows who's cutting. Uh, he's talking to the producers, so he knows who's going into to track soon. And he'll say this might be good for this guy. This might be good for this woman, and or this mm-hmm. band, or this group. And uh, so then, um, depending on who it is, if it's a baritone, I will um, I'll get somebody else to sing it. I'll track it um, in a key, in a baritone key, 
And then there's a, a couple of guys in Nashville. There's one in particular that I use. He's very good. He's um, a, a very well-known uh, session singer in Nashville. And um, I get him to cut, uh, uh, sing the song. If it's a tenor or, you know, somebody up around where I, uh, I sing, I'll, 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 do the, uh, I'll do the track. I'll do the vocal on it. If it's a song I'm interested in, I'll do the vocal on it. And then we look at whether we're going to put that one out in Canada or the world or um, just wait and, and just pitch it and see what happens, which we have done both of. <laughs> in fact, long story longer, the current uh, yeah. single I hadn't initially yep. planned on releasing, and then at the end of it, uh, we all listened to it and went, you know, that's a good-sounding track for you. And, and uh, so, so I decided to release that one. Oh, very cool. Very cool. We're going to get to that song in a few moments. Uh, do you also write, Dan, with up-and-coming artists uh, or, you know, an artist uh, themselves, and then they might be choosing material for their projects? And I guess in the up-and-coming sense, I guess sometimes you are you could end up writing with somebody who goes on to become, you know, the next big thing in country music. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, write with a, uh, I write with a woman in Nashville, um, and... I I think um that you're going to see more of her. Um she her name is uh Emery uh, you can find her by looking at Emery Adeline A D E L I N E. Um okay. She's absolutely brilliant. Um she's got a very cool voice and it's her own voice. She doesn't sound like everybody else. There's nothing cookie cutter about her. Um she reminds me of like uh, some kind of a Emmy Lou meets uh, not sure meets meets Linda Ronstadt meets you know she's got there's certain attributes that she has that I can I can get reference you know to to known stars but she definitely has her own voice um, good uh, delivery great great uh, vocals and and is a nice person to boot. She's also got a good look. In fact, uh, point in case she models. Okay. She's that's what she does. She for right. a living. She's modeling, and while she's crafting uh, a music career, and uh, and um, they'll be shopping her. I'm 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 sure soon. But we write together, and we actually write very well together. And we've got some. And and I like writing with uh, with some of the new up and comers. It's a lot of fun. I wish there was more of that that I could do in Canada. I would like to do some more of that. And I've just recently connected with a couple of people in in, um, in Toronto. So I'm going to be oh, doing good. some writing with a couple, two different women, actually. And then I've Great. written um, with uh, three young guys out west uh, um, that are also up-and-comers. So uh, that's been kind of fun. And we've done that with Skype, uh, thanks to technology. Oh, perfect. Skype. You know, mm-hmm. FaceTime or Skype. I've done done each yeah. of those. So, yeah, it, it's kind of fun doing that. It, and the they get the benefit of somebody who's, you know, been a wordsmith for like, you know, thirty years or twenty five years, however long I've been doing this. Yeah. And, and then, and then I get the benefit of somebody who's approaching it from total, totally the other end of the spectrum musically. Exactly, so, it's, it's a great combination. Great, it's two a great combination. Yeah. We're writing some very good songs, Emery and I. So, oh, that's and great. the publisher's liking those, and we're looking at uh, so next demo session. Uh, we've got one that we wrote this summer uh, is going in the next demo session, 
uh, the beginning of the oh, new wonderful. year when I'm, I'm taking a little bit of time off over the holidays <clears throat> and uh, going back, uh, I think, the first week of January, actually. Very cool. Uh, let's turn to one of your songs now, Dan, and we'll come back and talk about lots more. But uh, let's we're going to hear Long Story Longer. Uh, you mentioned that a few moments ago. You almost weren't going to record it, and then you chose to. Uh, tell me a bit about the song and the, the inspiration behind it. Well, uh, I write with uh, Templeton Thompson and Sam Gay often. They're good. They've become very good friends. Um, my family knows them. They've been up to our house, and, and I'm at their place all the time. So uh, we were in a write for a particular artist, actually, on one song that we were tightening up. And it was a very intense, you know, four hours, five hours, we had, we went at it. And then we were just wrapped, we'd just wrapped that up. And one of the things that I say often is, well, to make a long story longer, because they're never right. shorter. Anybody you hear somebody <laughs> say, well, to make a long story short, except that it's never short, right? It's, <laughs> exactly. That means here's a bunch more. So... So I said that, I said, and, and, and Sam had heard me say it numerous times, but that day, at the end of his long ride, he looks at me and goes, to make a long story, yeah, what do you say we make a long story longer? I went, oh, and Templeton yeah. went, oh, and we looked at each other, unpacked my guitar, took off my jacket, sat down, and we wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> and and it was about, um, it was just about, Somebody who's really happy with his with his partner or her partner, mm-hmm. and uh, said, "You know, this has been working for a few years. What do you say we just make this long story a little longer? You know, it's just kind what of a cute great... way of saying yeah. I love you. You know, let's can we keep doing yep. this? And it's always cool to find a new way of saying that, right? Because that's what every oh. writer strives to do: say I love you in a new way, fresh way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome." Let's hear the song now. Lots more to talk about with my guest, Dan Washburn. This is Long Story Longer on In the Country.
old house But look at us now Sitting on this front porch swing There's nowhere else we'd rather be No regrets Man, we're blessed We've lived a lot of life together What do you say we make a long story longer? What do you say we keep on making history? All these years, love's just growing stronger. What do you say we make a long story longer? That is Dan Washburn with Long Story Longer, his latest release. I've got a couple more songs uh, to play of Dan's during the show here. Um, do you have a dream pitch, Dan, one that, uh, whether it's for sentimental reasons or just because you love the artist as opposed to because they're at the, you know, the top of the charts, is there anybody on that list that uh, you're kind of hoping you'll get a cut from uh, in the near future? Well, uh, yeah, there is. Somebody that's in, uh, on the radar right now is Alan Jackson. Uh, Very and cool. Alan doesn't really release too much to uh, mainstream radio these days. He does secondary market, but it's Alan Bloody Jackson. I mean, it's Alan. Exactly. You know, if you could get a cut, it's like uh, Patricia Conroy got this cut with Reba, and I was jumping up and down, you know, yay, yeah. Patricia. You know, I was really happy awesome. about that for her. Yeah, it was great, and it was a great song. And uh, mm-hmm. and 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 Patty's been working, you know, her career for a long time. It was nice to see a, big, a cut like that. Um, oh yeah, so rewarding. And so, yeah. Alan Jackson is uh, somebody that I would love to have a cut with, uh, and and I want to write. I would love to write, sit down and write with Garth. Cool. I just wouldn't that um, be an experience? Well, it would, and I get him. I think I get him. Uh, I think I get get what he's about a lot. I mean, I understand where he comes from in songs very quickly. Mm-hmm. I'll listen to, and I mean, you know, his song selections are always good. For the most part, yeah. I mean, I've never heard a song I didn't like. Um, my leader in Nashville, uh, the leader on the sessions, is Chris Lusinger. Chris is, uh, you've heard Chris for 30-some years. He's played every note uh, on guitar, on the electric guitar for Garth Brooks in the studio for over 30 years. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so 
um, I, I would love to. Uh, I'd love to sit down and write with that guy. <laughs> that would be pretty amazing, uh, to yeah. say the least. Not only the potential for the song, but just you know, he's such a great guy, and the the fun uh, you would have would be awesome. And I think you're well, writing I, with somebody. Go ahead. I just we'll pick think up that, my thought in a moment. No, it's like I, I would just. I mean, just to write with guys, not because it's, you know, all of this celebrity status. I just think we'd write a really good song. Nice. I mean, I think yeah. we'd write a really good song that we could both look at it and go, man, that's a good song. I think we'd come up with a good product as something that's worth saying, you know. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I think. Whether it ever got cut or not, I wouldn't care. But to write a good song with Garth, that, yeah. that's kind of that would be cool for me. Very awesome. And uh, yeah, I was just going to say you've got a connection to somebody close to Garth, or as far as as far as a songwriter who uh, has had songs cut by Garth, and that is Benita Hill. And I understand you've been writing with her. Yeah, I have. Uh, in fact, we're getting together again in another week or so, um, and um, and then next trip down, um, mm-hmm. trying to fit in the schedule there. And she's up to Canada a fair bit, as you know. Uh, didn't you? Yeah, that's uh, right. You met with her. Didn't you interview her not too long ago? I did, yep. I did uh, an in-person video interview with her, um, yeah, uh, several months ago now, back in the spring or summer. And yeah, I remember great time that. just spending time with her, yeah. And then we put the video online. It was awesome. Benita's good people. Um, yeah. She has a thing about shoes, and, and my wife has a thing about <laughs> shoes. She's been sending me, <laughs> oh, check this link. I give this to Mary Ellen. Give this to <laughs> so, so that's been kind of fun. She's just good people. I like her uh, a lot. Yeah. And, uh I'm looking forward to more writing with her. Great lady. Of course, one of the songs she wrote for Garth was Two Pina Coladas, uh, which was a huge hit and a cool, different kind of song for Garth at that time. Oh, yeah. Um, Garth, uh, I actually heard uh, Garth talking about that song yesterday. I was listening to uh, uh, on satellite radio on the Garth channel, I think I guess it was. And uh, okay. and he was talking about the song and that he had to actually tone it down a bit. <laughs> and I won't, I won't go into any more detail, but <laughs> it was something that he said it was a little bit more wild. And I went, "Is this? I don't think this is a Garth Garth line. So let's <laughs> change this one. <laughs> change the lyric or two. So, yeah, yeah. So that that's was funny. Fun. That is cool. I love hearing those kind of stories. I know that you do as well, Dan. Uh, the stories behind the songs, as we're finding out now with you as well, but I'm sure you enjoy hearing, as, as you did there with Garth and other artists, uh, you know, telling how that song came about, what almost happened, what they changed, um, all those things. The oh, journey yeah. of the song is quite amazing. Yeah, just how the, the, the idea comes across. I mean, for me, I get a lot of when I when I head down uh, down south, I mean I'm walking in there with usually a dozen solid titles, like a, at least a mm-hmm. dozen, and that are I mean you know like um, uh, we were almost love I didn't come up with but I had the whole storyline for it, and then we're uh, I think um, I, I sat down with Kim Tribble I had just met him, this is uh, like three years ago, and. And I was telling him about, you know, the whole story idea song, and Kim looks at me and he goes, yeah, like uh, he said, we were almost love. And I went, yeah, just like that. And he went, no, 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 we were almost love. I was like, oh, and then we wrote it. <laughs> so Amazing. he just, Great title. all of that, 
my rambling for 10 minutes and just watered it down to one great title. Mm. So I've Isn't been that something? I know that titles. happens. Yeah, exactly. The title and that the lyrics and titles just fall out of a conversation, as you just talked about. You talked for a while, and then he picked out uh, a title yeah. that kind of tied it up, uh, summed it up. Amazing. He went to a bottom line like right away, and it's very cool. And Kim's like that. I like Kim a lot. And uh, I, he called yesterday. We just uh, we solved all the problems in the world musically. So <laughs> <laughs> on the phone for 20 minutes, just gabbing. Um, we write right. regularly together. And uh, my last trip, it was the first time I wasn't able to write with Kim. Uh, he was in the studio producing a Canadian act, actually. Um, some tracking going on there, and uh, we couldn't get him shook loose for that. So um, we've got a song that we're working on right now, and I'm going to be singing uh, just down the road from me. Um, the studio I work at is Andy Thompson's. It's this little great, well-kept secret. shouldn't be. It's an amazing studio by Warwick with Ontario. And so I do a lot of uh, production here and um, and uh, vocals and harmonies and things like that. And sometimes just we just cut the demos here too. And uh, anyway, to make a long story longer, uh, Kim and I are working <laughs> on on a song and and we uh, we get on the phone and we kind of uh, make sure that we're on the same page with how the demo's going because he has a vested interest as well, right? We want to have the best. Mm. You know, you're handing somebody a song. You want to have the best. Uh, demo yeah. of that you can make. Yeah, I know you. You really want that demo to sell the song, and you want it. I, I guess the theory is, or the approach is, to make it sound radio ready, so it's not a demo that you've got to think a lot about. It's kind of all there. Well, you certainly want to give them a really good snapshot of it, um, and um, just you know, nice and clean, good playing. Um, I, I'll put backups on it quite often, um, not always, but quite often I'll put some harmonies on it. I mean, I'm a harmony singer as well, so being a sessionist, uh, vocalist for all these years, I mean, I can do the harmony on it. If Tempe is one of the co-writers, I'll get her. If it's a woman's a song for a woman to, uh, to look at or to sing, then Templeton will do the demo quite often. If she hasn't written on it, I'll actually hire her because she's still as good a singer okay. pound for pound as sure. I've heard ever. And so Tempe will do the demos for uh, uh, any female songs, and then I'll do the denner, uh, demos for tenors, and then I'll farm it out if I don't think uh, as well that I can do the vocal justice that I want on it, especially if it's for a baritone. Right on. Uh, let's turn to another song here, Dan, and then we'll come back and talk about more. Um, sure. Let's, in fact, play We Were Almost Love. You mentioned a moment mm. ago how that song came about, sure. at least the title. Yeah. Uh, yeah, tell me a bit more about the song, Writing with Kim Tribble, and, uh, and mm. then we'll play it here on the show. Well, I had this idea. Uh, I didn't have a title on it yet, but I had this idea that uh, this couple, they were starting to get, you know, very close to sealing the deal. They were... They loved each other. There was a lot of potential for them. And then, then something happened. Nobody messed up, though. Nobody messed around on the other one. There was none of that. You know, just whatever. She was going to be a doctor. He's going to be a missionary or a lawyer. I don't know. But life pulled them apart to where they had to go. And they were so close. And, um, 
And that's when Kim looked at me as I'm explaining that, and he goes, we were almost love. So this is a song mm-hmm. about uh, just, just, you know, I mean, I'd had one of those once where it was I really cared deeply for somebody, and, and I thought that uh, we definitely, there was a potential there. We both agreed that. But life took us in different directions, and so it, it never happened. But um, that, mm-hmm. this is just one of those songs. I hadn't heard anybody do this kind of song and uh, that's just uh, it was just drawing on some past experience a little bit, and then uh, Kim and I sat down and really flushed it out together. And uh, this is uh, this is the song. This is Dan Washburn, and we were almost love on in the country.
And that is Dan Washburn. You can check him out at danwashburn.ca. The song is called We Were Almost Love, and we have one more on the way from Dan in just a bit, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we mentioned off the top about uh, the publishing deal that you have, uh, Dan, and let's maybe talk specifically about it as far as uh, what it entails. So, Because, as I said, people out there uh, who are writers would love to get a publishing deal and, and learn more about that. So you're actually, is it like you're under contract to write a certain amount of songs uh, in a given period, basically? No, um, not with my deal. The way it's it's tempered, uh, because I'm in Canada and uh, I'm not down there as often. Um, and for me, I mean, there's two basic ways to go about it. You hire a song slinger, uh, or uh, uh, the publisher. You know, the public. You hire a publisher, or a publisher hires you. Um, publishers hiring you. I mean, back in the early days, it was about forty thousand um, dollars, a stipend that you got annually, and you had to. Mm-hmm. typically produce 12 songs. Okay. <clears throat> now, that's 12 solo rights. Um, but if you co-write wrote it uh, on all of them, well, then you needed 24 songs because you only had half of the song that you were taking to your publisher. Right. And if, if there were three people, so the math just went exponentially that way. And the mm-hmm. other way you can also do it, too, um, is hire <clears throat> the publisher or somebody to represent your catalog and you can pay them you can, one of two ways. They take a percentage, um, or you can hire them up front and pay them, and they take okay. no percentage, and, and you have all the publishing. So if there is a right. cut, you stand to make a lot of money, and you have the publishing segment to negotiate with the record company or the artist. So there's, there's no right and wrong. It's whatever works for you. So I fashioned one out to work for me. Um, the way, uh, you know, I mean, I come from a business background also. I wasn't always on the road singing. You know, there's a number of years that I was in business and, and uh, as a professional gotcha. purchasing agent yeah. for a couple of companies. Okay. So that, so you just apply good business acumen and logic um, to it. And, and there's somewhere where we fall down quite often as singer-songwriters, musicians. We don't necessarily always have the best business plan in mind. I think mm-hmm. we need to kind of marry up yeah. the, the art that we create and 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 work in and also marry that up with a good business plan or a plan of action and and try to plan a career uh, there are logical steps you can do to be successful in business right and and in in the music mm-hmm. industry is no different there are logical steps that you should do you should be writing songs and working at getting your songwriting together in this day and age that's where the best revenue is generated for the average professional. If you get signed to a major label, it's a little easier. I mean, I've been on a label before. I know what that's like. Um, so life is a little easier. Uh, touring is easier for sure. You have other people, but everybody's got a finger in the pie. I mean, you're paying you know, management. The label's taking this amount of money. You're making some money from your dates. You're making money from product sales, all your merch. So those things are all happening on a smaller scale for independent artists. We have a lot of independents right. in Canada, um, mm-hmm. not too many on majors. So mostly, most of the music, that, well, we don't hear a lot of good music because it just doesn't kind of work that way in, in our country. Um, it's pretty tough. They don't, they have, they're working at CanCon, so we have 35% that they're working towards, right? And uh, But we've got a lot of music out there, and so I, I would encourage people to write, to get good at their craft, to um, tr- 
try and solicit uh, a publisher or get music in front of a publisher, whether you do it here or whether you do it down south, it would be nice to do it at home in Canada. I mean, I've always wanted to do that. It just kind of fell into place for me in Nashville. Um, that wasn't part of a plan, um, but it was kind of uh, something that happened, and, and I took advantage of it when it did, you know. Sometimes there is a, there is such a thing as being in the right place at the right time with the right people. <laughs> and that, that's kind of how my yep. publishing deal came about. Uh, the publisher actually had been invited in by um, one of the co-writers on a song, and he listened to the song because she said, you got to come and hear this song. And uh, he heard it and heard the and I'm producing. I'm sitting at the console with the engineer. And, okay. and he took me up on break aside and said, look, I'd like to have a look at all your catalog. If you're interested, I'd like to talk about a publishing. Wow. And he hammered one out. Yeah. That is cool. That must have felt great, it was very cool. to say the least. Yeah. But I, I would wow. want to encourage, you know, our, our guys here and, and, and the average, you know, uh, professional or if, even if you're an amateur and you're trying to get there, uh, write as much yeah. as you can and then get a good solid demo. Don't cut a lot of corners on your demo. Try and get good demos and get them into a publisher. Most publishers can hear past flaws that are in demos, so don't get too okay. jammed up. But right. get your music on tape. Uh, you know, there's... there's somewhat my age showing but get your music on <laughs> some kind of a format that people yeah. can hear it and sure. uh and get it to them yeah that's awesome let's uh turn to some more music dan and uh <laughs> if a little bit's good is the next one that we're going to play uh and yeah. tell me about uh, the song it's a great one it's a fun track i was yeah. sitting here uh when was it this this summer this spring I'm sitting here, the sun was shining, the snow was gone, I was like happier than a clam, and I was, I, I like Little Feet, there's a band Little Feet from, what yeah. was their era, like late 60s, early 70s, and a friend of mine in the in the 80s turned me on to this band Little Feet, and I'm like, I was like, man, I was really digging this, and it's like, you know, they got lots of really cool, funked out grooves, these guys were playing like country rock before there was such a thing, and, uh, and, and. <laughs> And like Southern Swamp Rock, it was just just very cool. Mm-hmm. Lowell George, lead singer, great great playing. Anyway, I've got this groove that was kind of like something out of a Little Feet record, just like you know. And I'm sitting here, and then one of the things my dad used to say, "Well, if a little bit's good, a whole lot's better." And and it would be <laughs> in working around the house, or if we we're. Yeah. You know, he's working on something, he's got a hammer out, and he's hitting it, and he'd look at me, and that line would come out. And so that <laughs> groove was going on. I had my guitar in my hand. I don't know. I would just I always have a guitar often on a Saturday morning. And uh, and this this whole idea hit me uh, that my dad's old saying, if a little bit's good, I mean, everybody's dad or uncle said that, right? Uh, if a little bit's good, a whole lot better. So I'm down in Nashville. I got this thing half written. <laughs> my buddy Kim Tribble comes in to write with me and he looks at me he said and i said man i got something and he's like yeah <laughs> i was all excited he said i want i've been waiting for you i've been keeping this for you i want to write this with you and so i played him a little bit what i've got and he was like oh yeah and so we dove into it and this is what we this is what we came up with that's awesome let's hear that now this is dan washburn if a little bit's good hot in the country (laughs) 
couple of friends when it came time to buy ordered doubles and then i laid my visa on the bar and i proceeded to max it out oh yeah i did closing time came and went i have no idea how much i'd spend the only thing i'm sure of is there's no And a few good hugs To prove to a girl that you're really in love And sure what you mean is What you meant to say And if a little bit's good A whole lot's better A little more attention It's what we're all after When it comes to love If a little bit's good And that is my guest, Dan Washburn, with a great song, If a Little Bit's Good. He wrote that along with Kim Tribble. And uh, that is a fun song, and it, you and Kim uh, obviously must have had fun writing it. Oh, we had a ball writing it. We were laughing and, <laughs> and giggling and carrying on like school kids. It's so cool when you can get an idea from, uh, in this case it was a saying that your dad used to say, and maybe other dads yeah. said it, but it came back to your mind, and uh, it goes to show you never know where that song idea or that title can come from, whether conversation or something from the past, a saying that somebody said, uh, it's all fodder for songs. You know, it, it was really cool when I was um, giving the guys um, some direction before we cut. We listened to each song in the studio. I cut live, right, with like six players. And we're in the studio, and uh, we listened to the song, and, and I said, okay, guys, uh, you know, I just really want you to have fun with this because I want it to just get captured and just have a lot of fun with this track and we talked about who's tune fills and who's doing this and then i looked at the drummer the drummer's name is uh, uh dennis holt dennis, dennis is your basic monster drummer he's just great um and uh i said to dennis uh so dennis the, the uh, first eight bars he says yeah i said it's all about you and he looks at me he didn't miss a beat with everybody standing there he goes dan they're always all about me <laughs> <laughs> And we laughed, broke up, and the guys and one gal walked in, and uh, we cut that thing, I think, like uh, about six, seven minutes. We were done with it. 
Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it's great when you can have fun, right? You can write some serious songs, some moving songs and all that, but uh, good to write the fun ones, too, and just have a good time doing it. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and, and I've been, um, I guess, explaining a little bit, if it's uh, the song, I explain a little bit what the song's about on the more serious songs, just to give them an understanding. And, and um, I remember Mikey Rojas, Mike's, uh, I don't know, he's won six or seven uh, ACMs, Academy of Country Music Awards for Keyboard Player of the Year. He's on a lot of the Lady Antebellum stuff. and It's just a nice guy, Mike. Um, great, great uh, uh, piano, uh, keys in general, uh, B3, all of it. And I explained this song. You haven't even heard this new stuff, Dave. I can't wait to get some of it to you. It's really stepped up a notch again. And I Great. explained about this song, and at the end of the track, mm-hmm. you know, there was dead silence in the, in the room, and then all of a sudden you hear, like, six mm-hmm. people going, whoa. So <laughs> it was a really cool – it was a good track. All nice. the players caught it. And then Mikey Rojas come and took me aside and said, you know, thanks for taking like two minutes explaining it. He said it helped me to create this vision and this mood in my head, and and you can hear it. I mean, when you play the track, it's just it's really cool. That is exciting. And uh, there is new music then from you coming out, Dan. Uh, we're going to see it later this year, next year at this point? Yeah, there's an album. Um, we're hoping to have it ready for December. Uh, before Christmas, um, we're just Great. finishing up all the artwork. The music is all okay. done. All the songs that you've heard on today's show, and over the last year or so, year and a half, are on it, and some new ones as well that you haven't heard. Uh, but this is the last single. Long story longer is the last single off this album. It's just coming out, and then um, I've got almost a complete album ready to go again. That is exciting. Uh, and I can't wait to hear. Do you have any, uh, besides those albums coming out, Dan, musical goals, uh, things you're looking to achieve, a musical bucket list of sorts for 2019? Oh, yeah. Um, major cut. Um, I'm uh, looking for a major cut, uh, male and female. Nice. That's what I'm hoping for. You'll take for. one of each. One of each. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, Not I too greedy. Like to, I would love to be able to improve, you know, airplay at home. It's tough to get played in Canada, sure. and, and I feel for, you know, and I understand radio's caught a little bit on what they can do. And uh, I mean, you know, I get more airplay in other places in the world than I do in Canada, and that's okay. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it is what it is, right? So I would like to see that improve. Mm-hmm. That would be one of the goals at home. Uh, being able to work more at home would be also good. So, and I have a band together, so a new band and. So we're working Great. on uh, on some stuff and doing our homework right now, getting ready for next uh, next year. Oh, good. So we'll get a chance to uh, head out uh, and see you. I guess you'll publish tour dates when that happens at your website. Oh, absolutely. Plus, uh, probably Great. going over to Europe at the beginning of the year, February, March, um, nice. for a songwriter's tour. And right. uh, talking to New Zealand. Uh, so who knew? Um, <laughs> apparently I'm doing very well in New Zealand. Wow. So... Uh, well, you know, it, it's not a bad place to be in, this, in the winter here. No. It's the summer there, so <laughs> bring it on. You know, it's, I'm good to go. <laughs> Definitely. It's it's pretty cool. Uh, you hear that about certain artists, like the Good Brothers, who are big over in Europe, and, and different artists that are big in other countries, you know, as well as sometimes Canada, too, of course. Oh, absolutely. But uh, that's kind of cool. We were, you've got some other countries. Well, we used to go to Europe. South Mountain, I was in South Mountain, 
we were over in right. Europe uh, a lot, just like in, as the Good Brothers were. It was yeah. great because every time we went over, we heard new Good Brothers stories, <laughs> none of which we could repeat, but they were fun. <laughs> so uh, we'll write a book. <laughs> oh gosh, I hope so. I think it'd be great. Yeah, wonderful. Wonderful. And I, when I was looking at your website, and I knew this from before, actually, but you uh, toured with, I mean, a bunch of people, but one of my favorites from back in the day, George Fox. I was a huge fan of his song, songs like Mustang Hard and, and on and on. I oh, love yeah. George. I love George. Uh, George, um, George is a great man. He's just a really good guy. I mean, mm-hmm. we talked lumber and building and projects and stuff like that, and we uh, we hit it off talking about that stuff. Um just, I got to meet, uh, you know, his wife, uh, Monica, and mm-hmm. just, we had a great, I went out with him on a, on a Christmas tour, and then he uh, flew me out to the Rockies um, for a uh, special event, for a weekend event up at uh, uh, Kananaskis Mountain Resort. That was kind of cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, I have utmost respect. In fact, Andy yeah. Thompson, um, the studio just over at Warkworth, I was telling you about Andy Thompson's studio. Andy's played piano and keys for George for Gosh, I it's got to be 20 years or better. So Nice, very nice. And Andy's got uh, yeah, nothing but George. good things to say about George. Right on. I met him years ago and uh, a couple of times. A great guy, a nice guy, nice as anything. Interviewed him once on the show here. And I uh, just always was a big fan of the music that he put out. I loved his voice and uh, the songs. So it was always good to, uh, good to hear. So it was great to hear your thoughts on him. Because, yeah, great guy, oh, like yeah. you say. Great music. Yeah. George and I have in common um, a writing buddy, Kim Tribble. Not only do I write with him, but he wrote with George back in the day on some of these songs. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, I remember that. That was kind of cool Incredible. to find all that out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I met wow. Kim, and he was, I said, uh, you know, uh, I think after I'd met him, maybe at the next time or two, and I, uh, George's name came up, I'd mentioned George, and he went, George is a great guy. I said, you know George? And then we talked. You know, he said, yeah. And he had nothing but great things to say about George. Oh, that's awesome. I, so cool. I don't, Dave, I, you're probably the same. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say anything bad about George ever. He's a no. great guy. Yep, great guy. Meeting him was great. Nice guy. Funny guy, of course. Uh, great sense oh, of humor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, terrific. Uh, loved his music. Would love to hear more from him. And I know that uh, yeah, it's I been a while, too. but... Love the guy, yeah. Love his stuff. Dan, I want to thank you so much for being here. What a great treat to chat with you again and to get into the stories of the songs and, and hear more about uh, what you're working on. I wish you all the best with pitching those songs and uh, getting those major cuts from a male and female artist in 2019 and maybe even a group. Uh, and I wish you all the luck with all that. Well, thank you, Dave. Uh, it's always nice talking to you, and um, and I appreciate uh, getting on the show. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to keep onward and upward and uh, just going to continue to write. Awesome. Sounds great. Uh, Once again, my guest has been Dan Washburn. You can uh, check him out at danwashburn.ca. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country.